I move things around on you, Josh. Is it okay? You fine with it? <laughs> yeah, we're okay. good. Okay, good, good. Did you notice two new headphones, KJ? Yeah. You guys won a championship, and all of a sudden there's new headphones in wow. here? Wow. Just how we roll. Did I pay for these? I don't think you may have. <laughs> I don't, I don't think so. Congratulations. <laughs> KJ Kindler right off the top of the show. Thank you. How's it been? It's been great. Um, this is a fun show. I'm, I'm sitting here and I <laughs> I woke up at 5 a.m. this morning because, full disclosure, we are doing, in addition to spending the day hanging out with you and the podcast that will emerge from this, we're doing a Boyd Street article. And you really can't start writing the article until you've won. And so... I woke up at five and I started writing and man, the thing I just kept coming away with is how incredibly special this run was, right? I mean, this was a team that was doubted early on, uh, lost a couple tough ones and then just persevered and found their way back to a championship. That's, that's pretty awesome, coach. Yeah, I guess you, you can't measure a person's motivation, determination, discipline you know no one from the outside can see what's going on on a daily basis and the work that's being done in the gym and certainly when you get there all the physical stuff is out of the way like everything that happens has to happen you know in your head and your heart and and then it comes out in competition but you have to be prepared when you get there in order for that to come out so no one could really see that discipline in the gym and and all of the, you know, all the hard work that went into it. A lot of youth on this team mm-hmm. and a lot of guidance from the senior class to that youth in order to put them in the right place. Yeah. Man, it was just awesome. Now, let's clear out a couple of uh, of house cleaning notes. We Do we like the Utah coach? I mean, that, he, he seemed to really be excited that you both were going to the finals on, on Thursday. <laughs> so we like him. Are we good? Are we friends? Yeah. Okay. He's my brother-in-law's best friend. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, they owned a gym together when okay. they were younger in Minnesota, and he is from Minnesota as well. So, yes, we do have a bit of a history. Good. All right. I want to because there was a I part of I still want to beat him. <laughs> and you did. And you did. Um, okay. And then the – the second part of it, I don't know how much you got to watch, but I felt like, from my perspective, and being we were on the air Thursday, right as you got started, uh, as as little as the table was that they give the ESPNU people for their preview show, I felt like it was awesome to see what ESPN and ABC did for this this year. They committed a full one-hour preview show for it leading into the start. Um, ABC, I thought, was, was fantastic. I mean, even though they – Every so often had those awkward shots of the analysts sitting and they felt like they needed to dance for some reason. I'm fine with it. <laughs> did you catch that? Whenever I did. Okay, all right. But I, I felt like from a broadcast perspective, it was a really cool moment for the sport to see the, I guess, the focus and the attention that it was given. Yeah, it was given great attention. I loved the – it was kind of a game day show that they did yeah, prior it to – the championship and um we were involved in that um the the team and myself had interviews in that and and i was so fortunate to watch it the night before the prelim session and that got me fired up a little bit because <laughs> you know we weren't picked um, by anybody um shannon miller oh i wanted her to pick us she's from oklahoma, she's an oklahoma girl <laughs> What's she doing? <clears throat> well, she lives in Florida now, so I guess oh, she's split. Okay. I guess she's split. But 
Um, you know, Dee Dee is someone um, I've always respected. She always had a, a certain way of, you know, getting her teams to rise in, in certain situations. She's very charismatic. Uh, I think having her on the show was really special, actually. She brought a lot of personal um coaching personality to it but um it was cool and i hope that they continue to do that numbers look good too so that's a great sign right looking forward take us through because i kicking myself whenever i saw you unfurl a piece of paper out of your pocket i'm like how could i have never asked about this and i i've been over there at the gym before and never never saw it but the motivation we rewind quite a bit the mindset heading into the season was what young team has some experience that it needs to replace and maybe some still felt like there was a hangover from Maggie's graduation and that 2020 team not being able to finish. But coach, what was your mindset and your thought on this team heading into the year whenever there was so much doubt that was out there about them? You know, I think one of our main goals, because the year prior we really had some depth issues due to injuries in 2021, we were, um, you know, basically crawling into nationals last year. So I felt like this year um, health was one of our top priorities and that would put us in a better situation at the end of the year, have choices when we went to the national championship, um, being able to put our best team forward. So that was definitely a focus. But I think the youth was so talented and people underestimated the talent of our youth. They really did. And our sophomores, Audrey and Kat, um, the way that they rose this year from last year, the way they grew and became better. You know, you hear about the sophomore slump. Well, these these girls, they were shooting stars in their sophomore year. Well, I think you just let into it then. So, you know, I... You were number three pre Oh, I just threw my phone trying to make a point. I'm sorry. I'm sitting here trying to make a point. I just launched my phone into the air. I apologize. <laughs> um, but you still enter the preseason ranked number three. I have a couple of tough losses where the competition uh, is tight and tough, but you guys don't put up the numbers you want. But by the time you reach Fort Worth, you're rolling, right? I mean, this is, this is a team that really appears to be performing well. Um, what... What was it that clicked, in your opinion, down the home stretch of the season? I, I love the fact that we were preseason number three. I love the fact that we had to work our way to that number one slot by the end of the year. And we didn't get there until the very end of the year. And by the way, we were we were number one regular season by point oh one. I wow. mean, that's a that's a smallest margin available. <laughs> and so uh, to put yourself there after. Um, you know, pushing all season long. That was a proud moment all by itself. And then uh, going into the finals, I knew we weren't um, the top pick, you know. I knew Florida was definitely the team people were, you know, not that they were rooting for them, but they have incredible talent. They are a great team. Trinity Thomas is an, is an amazing leader. And uh, they were going to be tough to beat no matter what. And we knew that. Um, I think that... You know, we just really felt like our team was rising at the right time. And, and like I said, their heads were in the right spot, you know, and it's our job to put their heads there. I think that it's very important that we're, you know, us as coaches are mentally that we, we keep our team in the right spot and that, that they gain confidence from looking at us, from seeing what we're doing, from, from our approach to things. Um. Let's go back to the vault in the semifinals. When you look back at it now, 
Um, did that maybe in some ways, I say the vault, the, the first rotation, that maybe kind of set the tone for, hey, regardless of what happens early, we're going to be able to put ourselves in a position where we can win even if we do. Not that you ever want to have a, an outing like you did in the vault or the floor in the, in the first rotation in the, in the title, but did that kind of set a mindset? Well, I, I think it did prove that, yeah, we can overcome that. Um, but, but they I, knew that, right? They knew that. And I think that that day we had some um, unusual distractions on vault that we would never normally have. Um, the NCAA is very strict at these events. And, I mean, everything from if your water bottle's on the podium, it's it's a can be a deduction. Oh, wow. Or, yeah. And so I think we were um, getting a little caught up in the minutia of the rules. Love that term. Yeah. And I think that it just became like – almost stressful to do vault because uh you can't do this you can't do that you can't it just felt very restrictive and so once we got past vault and and kind of freed our minds up a little bit took control more you know of what was going on um i think we were free to do it i don't think that that it felt that same way the next night i mean those were um Definitely uncharacteristic mistakes, but they were aggressive mistakes. I, if you know what that is, you know, you just, you're going too hard. There you go. It's not like you're trying not to lose. You're trying to win. You're competing to win and you're going hard. And, and there are some, you know, things that can happen with that. I think, I think it was Carly on the floor that just was going and stepped right out. It might, it was Jordan. Jordan, okay, because my daughter and I rewatched last night. Mm -hmm. We, because it's on YouTube. Don't don't ask me how we found it, but there's ads all over it. But and you saw and and you just you realized, boy, that's not something you normally see. But from your perspective, it was she's going all out there. She's yep. trying to do everything she can, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it wasn't a like. Listen, it's the second night you're competing. Mm -hmm. Um, they certainly um you worry about their stamina, things like that. It was like all out, going as hard as she could, and. And just a little too much juice. So, <laughs> I like that term, too much juice. So, here's where my mind thinks of who's in charge of what. Lou's got vault, right? Coach Tom's got bars. And Lou. Oh, they so share they, they bars. They share bars? Mm -hmm. Okay. And you you guys all share floor? Is that? Tom does floor. That's, that's Tom. I do the choreography. That's right. Okay. Yeah. And then everyone shares Beam, or is that KJ Kindler? That's me, Ashley Kerr, Maggie oh, okay. Nichols. The three of us kind of share it. Yeah, Maggie was all over the place on TV. I don't know I if you caught that or not. It was like <laughs> every time I look, I'm like, hey, look, there's Maggie. So then, you know, I'll, I'll ask both Tom and Lou this because they're going to come in next. But you said something great in your post game. Post game was awesome. I watched the whole thing this morning. You didn't say anything to him. You, you didn't feel the need for like a Newt Rockney go out there and win one for the Gipper or anything like that. Um, why? Because they brought themselves together and they they talked about it. Like you have to remember that that when you're coaching a team, sometimes you have to know when not to say something, and you have to know when they've got it. You know because they have. Listen, they do this day in and day out. They have a connection with one another that's very deep. You know, right. as teammates. And uh, they got together and they're like, we're doing this thing, you know? I mean, so it, it, I was not concerned in any way. And I also think that sometimes applying pressure in those moments is probably the worst thing you can do. When did you know? When did you, when did you look at the numbers and like, hey, we got this? Honestly, I didn't because 
when I'm coaching Beam, I, I'm talking to them before I'm watching the routines. There is no time to look at the scoreboard. I didn't even know what their scores were, to be honest with you. With six judges, it's really hard to to figure out. And I don't want to watch the scoreboard when I'm focused on the athlete. And so until the end, um, you know, Lou Ball, Coach Ball, really <laughs> felt like he had the math worked out. But I wasn't trusting him 100%. <laughs> so he was like, they can't get it. They can't get it. And I said, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure they can't get it? Because they... We felt that way in 19, yeah, too, right? Yeah. I yep. mean, and uh, and he's like, no, they can't get it. I go, well, let's just wait till it's up there. <laughs> I, sh- I should say not 19. It, yeah. Was it 20 whenever we... Uh, Whenever what UCLA had eighteen, re- eight. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Look, all these yeah. championships—they all just run T- together. Yeah, 2018, we were second, but right. we thought we had it. Yeah, and, and then they got a ten, and then it, yeah, it just fizzled away as fast as we <laughs> we took it. But um, so yeah, I mean, uh, Tom and Lou during Beam, they got nothing to do but calculate <laughs> scores. Right, they're looking at the scoreboard. They're they they are making the processing it in their heads. I don't have time to do that. So at the end, I'm like, where are we at? You know, but Reagan certainly acted like she won. So I thought maybe she knows. <laughs> <laughs> After the routine, I'm like, she must know. She was very, she was very animated. That's awesome. That Just even watching that back, her, um, just uh, all... I think we posted the faces of Reagan Smith yesterday on Instagram, and I don't think her mouth ever shut. She probably has TMJ today. (laughs) Go ahead, Josh. Coach, you you won a national championship, so that's going to stand out, of course, in terms of this journey. But for you as a coach, what maybe are some of the most memorable parts of coaching this group? What was the most fun for you? Oh, gosh. Honestly, the whole season was really fun. Um, when you have a group that's just a hundred percent all in and they were, they were all in, um, every, every, it, it didn't matter the losses they learned from them. They were fueled by them. Um, they didn't dwell on them. Um, just a really good group of personalities. And I, I've always said this, and I told them this at the very beginning of the year, because this is our first really non-COVID year, if you if you want to say. And even the fall was a little COVID-ish. You know, there were moments where we had to have masks and things like that. But I told them at the beginning of the year, and this is true, Tom and Lou will tell you too, our best teams had amazing chemistry. You know, we had more talented teams maybe that the chemistry wasn't as on fire, but the chemistry, I told them, the chemistry has to be great. If you guys trust one another, if you're all in, if you hold each other accountable, if everybody's on board, those are the teams that have a chance to win at the end because they are so connected and so dialed in on the goal. Um, there's just no replacing that ever. That's awesome. Ever. Listen, it's already 919, and I know Lou and, <laughs> Lou and Coach know. Coach Haley are standing by. But before I let you go, I was thinking about this this morning, I'm, and I'm – over the moon, so happy for you. We're 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 at the softball game, right? Because this champ, our game started at one. You're you're at noon, and so we've got an iPad up. I'm gonna confess to this, and literally the two girls are holding it, and you're watching the game, and you're looking down every so often, and we're doing that same thing. I'm like, what's the numbers look like? What they get? What what where are they at? And then you're kind of scrolling on Twitter. So it was great. It was really fun to follow. But there was a part of me that seeing Maggie so much couldn't help think of that 2020 team somewhat, and. You know, knowing that, you know, in, in, in Carly Woodard and Reagan Smith, how, I mean, it dare I say some unfinished business even for that, that 20 team that could have gone back to back. Now, they plant their flag and they're like, hey, we, 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 we've got this. Like, 
people talked about with Kansas and basketball. Was there anything where, hey, we we got this one whenever we felt like we were on the verge of one in 2020 and the season got taken from us? Yeah, I mean, I think all of our 2020 seniors missed out on that opportunity. I was very vocal after that season, feeling like those seniors really deserved another year. Um, that could have made all the difference in 21, having those young women <laughs> on our team. Point. And uh, I and I think it would have made the difference. Um, why the NCAA made that decision, I, I don't know. I, I'll never agree with it. Uh, I think it was tragic for that group of athletes. Um, <clears throat> but having Maggie on the floor, you could see the exhilaration in her body. It was so fun watching it back. I can't see her during the meets, some, <laughs> you know, and, and to see – like how excited and genuinely pumped up she was after every single routine. It kind of made me feel like she was living that last moment that she'd never had. That's so cool. Hey, by the way, um, I keep saying one more thing. <laughs> Blue and Tom are so mad at me. He's like, geez, our time's getting cut. No, no, no. Um, we're going to talk to a lot of people today that maybe necessarily didn't have a starring role on yeah. Sunday or yeah. listen to me, Saturday or Thursday. But I think it's important to hear their story because either A, KJ, they might be the future, or B, you talked about that depth. These are these are athletes that were ready to go when called upon yeah. and pushed their teammates every day in the gym. Yeah, we have to make some really difficult decisions at the end of the year. Who's going to go out there and compete? And we can't necessarily go off what's happened all year. We have to go off where we're at right this moment because it's about the moment. And so, um, you know, Carrie Thomas, I can say, was a leader on this team big time. And she was not on the floor at the championship, but I can't tell you how much she did behind the scenes to make this thing happen. Um, just an incredible leader. I mean, she's the first in the gym, cleans up everything, puts everything away, puts everything out. She's always uh, setting the tone and her presence, hugely important. She was the alternate on bars um, at the championship. But every single person has a role. And we talked about that with our team this year. Um, and you have to embrace your role. Whatever it is, you have to embrace it. You have to add to the to the team in your way. And, um, yeah, Emma LaPinta winning mm -hmm. the Elite 90 Award again. She was an alternate on floor all year. But we needed her. We had to have her there um, because – Again, building that depth, you just never know what's going to happen. Um, but has had an incredible, you know, incredible career mm. and is the sweetest and kindest person <laughs> you will ever talk to. Remember you brought her in as a true freshman and you're like, wow. Yeah. And she was reticent. And then yeah. we talked to her as sophomore and a junior and you see that personality come yeah. out. Congratulations. Thank you. Day of celebration. Go. There's Chick-fil-A out there, right? Oh, yeah. I'm a vegetarian. I'm <laughs> on it. <laughs> but there is fruit salad. There's fruit salad. We got you covered. <laughs> All right. Congratulations, KJ. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Lou Ball and Tom Haley will join us in studio next. It's Plank Show. We're celebrating the Women's National Championship in gym. All right, our celebration of the fifth national championship for the women's gymnastics team continues today with uh, assistant coaches Lou Ball and Tom Haley in studio with us. Lou, this is like old hat for you. I was telling Coach whenever we came in, championships after a Lou Ball appearance on the Plank Show won. Want to know, baby? Want to know? Congratulations, and Tom. We got we haven't had a chance to talk to you for a, a couple of weeks, but congrats, man! It's uh, Appreciate it. it never gets tired. This feeling, does it? Uh, no, and <laughs> actually, that became a saying <laughs> for uh, for uh, for Lou Ball. You know, we would go in the you get in these high pressure meets, and we get through warm ups, and we go and change and get into our nice clothes for the meet, and 
Lou starts putting his socks on, and every time he looks at me, he goes, never gets old. <laughs> <laughs> well, does, you guys have been together for a minute. We From have. day one. I mean, that's pretty – I think we talked about this whenever I came over to the practice facility, but, Lou, there's something pretty cool whenever you're working around consistently people that you like, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. We've all been together for 16 years now, and uh, nothing changes. The routine is the same. Uh, it, it, what, it, it definitely lends itself to our success and, and, and why we've had such good longevity. Um, it's, it's awesome to see. So first and foremost, let's just talk about the Secretariat story because I kind of botched around it, but this year you guys had different, what, um, elite great athletes that you would focus on? Uh, Lou, why don't you take the lead and tell us kind of how that, that birthed? Yeah, uh, every year we have. It is. I think your mic just fritzed out. Of all the things that could go wrong here on championships, ah, ah, it just shook around. Hold on. I think it just takes a good old. Is that better, TJ or Josh or no? Did we lose Lou? Hello. There you are. Okay. Okay. It's like remember Nintendo back in the day <laughs> when you would blow on the cartridge. Yeah. It would just work. There yeah. you go. We fixed it. All right. So I'm sorry. The That's genesis right. of that. Well, I don't. I think KJ came up with it. What? what using the athlete or you, as a as a profile piece for each meet um and we just kind of went with it and there were times where we were like is this really what we want to do we were having a hard time figuring out how to it wasn't hard to come up with the athlete it was hard to to tie the athlete to, to the message that we wanted for each meet but once we got it going we got a roll in and we we figured it out and it really really fine-tuned itself towards the end of the year uh with secretariat and i think i threw secretariat out pretty early on as a candidate, and then KJ said, "No, we're going to save that for the for the last meet of the year." Huh. Um, and and we didn't really do the research on the slow start. That all came later, uh, came to fruition later. Uh, the, you know, he's a slow starter and a fast finisher, and uh, the whole take on that was about our season and how kind of we normally we're real good out of the gate, but we had some in- injuries early, and it just took us a while to get going, and we were a little slow. And then we started to pick up speed at the end of the year. We started getting those one ninety eights and uh, you know, so it just fit the mold of, of the message of what we were trying to say to them about finishing strong. I've, I've talked a lot of time about being able to walk in and see that, that brain trust at work whenever we came and did our show out there. But literally you guys just, it's, it, it's a, it's a brainstorming process to come up with things like this to see what clicks, right? Uh, totally. That's exactly what it is. It's somebody has an idea and then, I mean, we all know how that works. Right. You know, it's just one spark leads to another, leads to another. Next thing you know, you've got an inferno going, so... What um, it's wild to me to think about the perseverance of this team. Tom, I'll start with you. When you hear the preseason buzz, you you seem to me it's just my my perception. It's someone that can tune that out. You block that out, and you're set to go. Um, how did you let that in? What what made you decide that okay, let's use a little bit of this as motivation going forward with the way that this team was being viewed in the preseason? Um, I mean, we're all like ruthless competitors first of all you know and that if you're a competitor and somebody is downplaying your abilities then it kind of gets to you a little bit but uh i think our team is full of those those types of people as well um you know we we're gonna we're gonna do what we do regardless of what other people say but it's nice to have a little extra a little little extra fuel on the fire you know and and it's helpful when you're motivating a group of athletes you know on tough days you can always kind of Go back to that and say, "Hey, mm-hmm. you know, remember this. Right. You're, you're either going to prove them right or you're going to prove them wrong. Right. And you got to decide what you want to do there. So that's kind of how that went. I like it. And for and for you, Lou, I mean, you're kind of the same way, right? But you're not afraid to let some of the you, you'll hear some of that, right? 
Yeah, you'll hear it. And it just reminded me the last time this happened, uh, we'd come off 2015. We were the favorite to win and we kind of stumbled around a little bit. We got ended up third in that meet. And the next year we lost Brenna Dowell uh, back to the elite circuit trying for a world championship and we lost some really good seniors. And everybody predicted us to be basically just to fall off the map of gymnastics. And our whole team that year took that to heart, same way, and went in the gym every day, motivated to work, and came out with a championship that year as well. So it, it, it can definitely motivate you. You guys work together on the bars, right, in, in combo. How special was that? Knowing it's, it's the halfway point, so I know you can't start planting your flag or cutting on the nets after two rotations. But, Tom, I'll start with you. How special was it to see an NCAA championship record for the program with what you put up, and I think even a season high on the bars after what had happened on the floor? Uh, I mean, it was amazing. Um, whenever that happens in the moment, it's 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 amazing because it's a culmination of all the work, you know, and it's it's a coach's dream and, a, and obviously a team's dream for that to happen on the on the night. But I'll tell you, that that probably doesn't happen without the vault rotation in front of it. That's where it started. You know, and you, you have to tie all those things together. That's where momentum begins. Mm-hmm. And once, once when you have a team this prepared and they gain that momentum, you're going to see those things come to the surface, those great things, because they're, they're allowing them to happen, you know, instead of trying to make them happen, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But we see those routines daily. They, mm-hmm. Those not all on the same day, right? <laughs> not all on the same day, but that's that's what you're that's what you're training for. You're trying to get your your athletes' very best, all of them collectively, to come together on the same day, and it actually happened, and it was beautiful. Yeah, and I fast forwarded right past the vault. I mean, heck, Lou, that kind of set the tone for everything. And in some instances, you maybe have a bit of a stumble on the floor is a fair way to put it. But then to come out and what. Uh, Kat's vault, Calabasia's vault is what everyone's talking about, and it really seemed to just, pardon the pun, vault everyone forward the rest of the way. Yeah, it really did. And, you know, I think about those last three rotations and, and the words white hot come, come to mind. It, I, I've just never seen a team be that good, not one of our teams, and we've had some good ones, <laughs> be that good at that high of a level for three straight rotations. And we came off a vault. And everybody was pumped, you know, but we were still kind of, we were still behind. I remember running off the, the runway and looking at the ESPN on the floor, commentators about to interview KJ, and I said, don't count us out. And uh, she, she's the one that didn't pick us to make it to the meet, <laughs> <laughs> to make it to the final four. But, uh, you know, going to bars, my thought, and I think I said it to Tom on the floor, I was like, if we can get another number like that, we'll have a shot. And we exceeded that number uh, with a 49-7 whatever it was, but um, that bar rotation was electric. And then it sent us, sent, we needed the lead going to beam, and it gave us a little bit of a cushion, allowed them to relax just enough to, to do their thing and, and, and be calm about it. How much number crunching are you doing? I, I'm just going to Tom, I don't sense you as a guy that, that crunches too many numbers. Dude, I don't even pay attention okay. to that stuff. I think Lou might. That's Lou's thing. <laughs> That's totally Lou's thing. <laughs> I am the number cruncher. There's no so how did you it. feel then? I felt great. I looked okay. up and I saw the lead, but I didn't think it. I didn't think it was done. I knew we had right. to go to beam and be great. And I'm. Th- and we know Florida's going to floor last. We know the scores are going to go. It's their best event. They did great floor routines that mm-hmm. night too. And I'm thinking if they go 49.75, we got to go 49.5 just to tie them. And that's a big number on beam going last, you know, with, with all the pressure in the world. Can I, can I tell a, a quick story about no, the number No, this crunching? is your show today, man. <laughs> Absolutely. So 2018, 
um, when we ultimately we lost to UCLA by point zero three seven five. Um, we finished on bars, and we just. I mean, we ate it up. We were awesome, right? And, I, and and Maggie Nichols finishes sticks, and I'm, like, celebrating. I'm like, yeah, baby, we just won again. This is awesome. <laughs> I go over to Lou. I go, buddy, we did it. And he goes, man, I don't I don't know. And I was like, I what do you mean you don't know? And he's over there crunching number, crunching number. And, and sure enough, it wasn't enough because they had two kids to go. And so this year, <laughs> Lou, Lou is watching the last beam routine on the other side of the arena. He's not even over there by us. Last kid lands and Lou comes sprinting across the arena and he comes over and I'm 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 wanna celebrate so bad. <laughs> but I can't do it. I can't do it because I'm waiting for Lou, you know. Right. And Lou runs into the circle and he goes, There's no way they can do it. There's no way. <laughs> so then of course I lost my mind. Because I believe when when Lou says the right. number these are the numbers, I believe the numbers, man. So Kate had KJ didn't buy it though yet, did she? You? She she told me to stop talking. She goes <laughs> she goes, Are you sure? And I'm like, Yes, I'm positive. A ten a ten cannot even tie us. This thing is over. I you know what's funny is now that you say that, when I'm watching, I'm doing math in my head. And I'm because I now know what I'm doing a little bit. Yeah. So in my mind I'm always thinking, Will a ten beat him? A ten won't even tie him. Let's go. And that's that moment when you know that you had it. Listen, I, I know we, we got to get you guys out of here. And I got I, I think uh, Jenna Dunn and Emma Pinta are waiting to come in here next. But just overall, Tom, with start with you, just an incredible feeling, right, whenever you're able to, to bring this home. I mean, I can't even imagine what it feels like for you guys. It's It, it never gets old, right, yeah. Lou? It, it literally, <laughs> Full circle. It never gets old. Um, you put in all this work, these kids. I, I can't even tell you how hard these kids work, man. Mm-hmm. Day in and day out. And this this group was special. They they really tried to come in the gym and get better every single day, and they challenged themselves over and over and over again. And to see it pay off for them, and especially the way it did, was super special, super special. And for you too, Lou. I can imagine pretty amazing. Yeah, same same thing. And and super proud of the kids, not just for the work they put in, but for. You know, we talked, I'll tell another real quick story about horse racing and, and secretariat. We talked about, you know, they, they wear blinders and they wear blinders for a reason. So they don't get distracted and uh, really proud of them for keeping their blinders on uh, on those last three rotations and, and really just staying dialed in. This this segment was a lot like the championship meet. Started with a little stumble on yep. my microphone yep. over there. No big deal. No Unfazed. Big deal. They, they, they power right through. Tom Haley, Lou Ball, congratulations, guys. Thanks, appreciate man. it. Man. Appreciate it. Quick break. Uh, Emma Pinta, Jenna Dunn coming in studio next. It's the Plank Show. We're celebrating the fifth national championship in women's gymnastics history right here on the Ref Sports Radio Network. We good? All right. Welcome back into the Plank Show. It is our championship celebration for the OU women's gymnastics team. Oh, here you go, Emma. Pull that down there. Just like a pro. Emma LaPinta <laughs> is in studio with us. Jenna Dunn as well. Uh, congratulations, ladies. Pretty exciting, right? Pretty yes. big. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, Emma, I'm going to start with Jenna as an Oklahoman here real quick. For you growing up, did you follow OU gym? Kind of what was your introduction to Oklahoma gymnastics? Um, yeah, so I... I grew up around here. Um, I went to Bart Connor Gymnastics for my entire club career. And we would just, that was just what we did. Every Friday night or Saturday, we would go to the gymnastics meets at the Lloyd Noble during the season and sit there and scream our heads off and wish to be them. <laughs> it's Emma, I, I, I say this four years ago, maybe. So this is truly your fourth year. Yes. I know you, right? Mm-hmm. So four years ago, we went and did our show at the Viersen Center and you came yeah. and you sat with us and I was like 
look at this youngster. You were probably you've looked like you're like 15 years old, <laughs> and and now you come in and and you're this confident and you're just you're mature. How what an incredible growth for you. How exciting is this for you? Um, it's been absolutely awesome. I mean. Freshman year to now is like... You wouldn't even say a word on the air with us. No, yeah. <laughs> um, it's been awesome. And I, I attribute a lot of that to the people who have surrounded me because they've all been... They've let me be me. And that's been the, the greatest gift. Um, Jenna, you, uh, in 15 of the 16 meets this season, 985 uh, or, or, or better... You let off the final rotation with a 9.85 on beam. Was the beam leadoff in all 16 meets this season? And you earned higher than 9.9 at four meets. That's pretty damn impressive in my book. What for you in such a challenging event to be the leadoff, what kind of mindset does that take? Um, I think just going in knowing that you've done everything within your power to be prepared for this moment, it sort of gives you a sense of peace going into it. Like you, you feel ready for it. You feel ready for the moment. You don't feel, the moment doesn't feel bigger than it actually is. And so we just had to go out there and do our stuff. That's what we did. How is that even possible? uh, Where that moment (laughs) can't feel bigger when you're in the middle of a championship, Emma, that's gotta be tough. Um, It is, but we, we practice it every day. We, uh, we, make it our mission to, in the gym, make that moment just like it would be at the meet. Mm-hmm. We practice that pressure and everything like that. So, listen, we went a little bit long with Lou and Tom. Uh, <laughs> we, we got another se- – are you guys okay to hang during the break real quick so we can just be caught up and we can have plenty of time to, to chat before the top of the hour? Because, Emma, I want to talk about you and your future. Yeah. And, obviously, uh, Jenna, just incredible to see what you were able to accomplish uh, throughout the season. We got an award that we need to talk about, too. <laughs> yeah, so let's go ahead and get a quick break in here. We'll get caught up, and then Emma and Jenna will help us wrap up hour number one as we continue our celebration of the fifth national championship in women's gymnastics history right here on The Plank Show. All right, we get one more segment here with Jenna Dunn and Emma LaPinta as The Plank Show wraps up hour one of our women's title celebration. Emma, I had asked Coach KJ this, and I think you'd be a good person to get perspective on it. Wait a minute, Jenna. Were you on, were you a freshman in twenty? Whenever the season got cut short with COVID, yeah. oh, both of you. Yeah. Um, is there a certain sense that you win this title and for that twenty twenty team, which was, I mean, they were balling by the time <laughs> you guys got yeah. to the finals when it got shut down. Is there a certain sense when you see Maggie and you think about Jade and, and the the seniors who didn't get that opportunity that this might be one for them too? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, those those three seniors, Maggie, Bree, and Jade. I love Bree. I'm sorry. Were amazing so and i know they were all in the stands watching um i think yeah we we felt them with us for sure same for you Jen. oh yeah they were i mean i they were my senior class when i was a freshman <laughs> so they were like legends still alive. man that's wild it's that yeah. that's just absolutely wild what's your earliest like ou gymnastics memory jenna from going to meets oh god this is going to make me feel really old because i bet it's from like 2015 um, or something right I, it's very early. I would say I loved watching Megan Ferguson on beam. Okay, and okay. I remember she did a triple series to her knee, and my like tiny self was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do that. <laughs> How about uh, for you? Because you um, – I mean, this is true senior year for yep. Emma LaPinta. I mean, this was it. She walks off a champion. But what was some of your earliest memories of talking to KJ and realizing this was the place for you? I, I talked to them – 
I always wanted to go to OU. They were always number one for me. Um, I talked to them a little bit my freshman year in high school, and I was just like, I was excited. Mm-hmm. I was just excited to talk to them and have the opportunity to do that. So, I, like Jenna, I, I watched all of them, watched all the meets, was their biggest fan um, type of thing. For you, obviously, I mean, you walk out with a national title uh, yeah. trophy and a ring. It's got to be a great way to go out. But you got, you've got big plans for the future. You want to stay in sports, right? Yes. And I we've do. actually got gotten hooked up. Listen to me in my English. You've actually hooked up with a kind of an internship with a PBR, and it happened on senior night. Sure did. Senior. Tell night. me the story. Um, so KJ gave her her speech, her senior speech, to all of us, and she mentioned that I wanted to stay in the sports world and. Um, somebody in the stands had like heard that and reached out on LinkedIn and was like, Hey, would you be interested in connecting with, um, it was the chief revenue officer at PBR. And so we connected and kind of set some stuff up from gymnastics to bull riding. (laughs) (laughs) That is a massive seismic shift. Is it not? Yeah, it sure is. My, Oh, it's funny. I just real my daughter does barrel racing. Okay. So I go from dressing like this to all of a sudden I'll show up and <laughs> dudes in cowboy hats and boots, they look at me like, look at this soft piece. Um, but no, you'll have a blast. I'm really excited yeah. for you. And Thanks. I mean, obviously, Jenny, you got another year, but you're pre-med. Mm-hmm. That's not easy. I mean, what's the challenge like in pre-med and thinking about your future? Is it, do you have a side of medicine you want to get into? Um, I've shadowed an orthopedic surgeon, which was... A really really fun time I loved that a lot but it definitely tests your um, time management skills <laughs> well student athlete <laughs> has tested your time management skills more than anything right yeah, yeah. that might have been what you're referring to but I guess <laughs> I guess the challenge there is you just got to stay I mean the grades the work that's in it what's that what's that schedule what's that class load like um, well when I'm not doing gymnastics or sleeping I'm studying so that's the schedule (laughs) emma congratulations on the elite 90 award uh 4.0 gpa that's incredible this comes from someone who graduated with a 2.8 so thank you so much um, and not only in doing that but doing that while a division one athlete got a minute yet left but what did that mean to you to, to walk away with that that was awesome i i i'm so grateful and thankful that i've had the resources at OU to, to help me be that successful in the classroom and out on the floor. Um, it was really meaningful to win that award. I can imagine. Well, um, congratulations. I said it whenever uh, you rolled in. Greatest song ever was your song you had on your floor routine a couple of years ago. Yeah. We still listen to it every single day. And when it comes on in my car, my kid's like, it will a pinta. So you're, you're a legend in the Plank household. And listen, I'm excited for your future, Jenna. We're excited for next year. It's, it's awesome you. to see an Oklahoma product walk away with the championship ring and to be such a major part of it. You guys are the best. Thanks for your time today. Thank you so, Thank much. You so much. All right, quick break. We'll continue our celebration next. It's the Plank Show. Women's Gym. Fifth national championship celebration all day long right here on the Home of Senior Fans.